Hey, but enough all that crap. You know what we got going on right now? I bet you it's Dustin Gibera. Either that or it's a uh, prank call. Let's try it. Hello? Hey, Dustin? what's up, Tony? Dustin. Dustin Yabera, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, on the phone, we have um, a guy who, when I first saw him, he was funny, and I, uh, I was able to catch him at that part of his career where his, uh, his uh, talent and his art and his stage presence was growing, and now he's 10 times funnier than when he was already super funny. Dustin Yabera, how are you, pal? Tony, thank you, man. I'm doing good. Back in Arizona, dude. Good seeing you. You know, it was, it was good seeing you last night. I was talking about you earlier when we started, and I thanked you, uh, not for that weird thing in the bathroom that was un- uncalled for. <laughs> That's just between us. Yeah, well, and not now, but um, that you <laughs> you came out last night. Um, uh, you're headlining Rick Bronson's House of Comedy all weekend, two shows tonight, two shows Saturday, one Sunday. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay, but you came in early. You came in on Thursday on a night that you weren't working. And I, mean, I don't know if they paid you or not. It doesn't matter. But you came in and you judged a local comedy contest that had people all the way from what seemed like their first time on stage. And I wasn't putting them down. Because what was cool about that contest is everybody got on that stage. You could tell that it mattered and they cared and they were trying. It did. You could tell that it, that it mattered cared. Although there were a few people who were like, Big crap, I, I don't like whenever comics get up there and they're just kind of like, oh, what's happening here? It's like, well, you know what's happening. You're supposed to tell some jokes right now. Like, like is there first time to the microphone or something? Did you get that vibe from any of the comics? Like, it was like, they were kind of like, whoa, how did this happen? I just kind of came here and now I'm doing stand-up. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there, there was some of that. But, you know, it was funny. It was a little, you know, stand-up. I think, uh, and, and uh, you know, you may agree with this, is one of those things that people sit in the audience and go, and maybe they'll watch someone who's doing it poorly and they go, and that's, I remember, I was sitting in the back of the Laugh Factory on Sunset like 25, 30 years ago. And I was with some friends of mine and it was an open mic and people were going up and they were doing poorly and guys were going, I can do that, I can do that. And I started to go up and go, <laughs> I go, yeah, but can you do this? Can you, uh, um, I got an old saying, stand-up's the only thing that if you do it badly, no one will laugh. So, um, <laughs> that is, oh my God, Tony, is that was so weird, dude, last night? Cause I hadn't, dude, I haven't like set and watched a stand-up show like in probably like, dude, like over 10 years, man, where I've just like had to sit there and just watch. <laughs> and bro, dude, that was, that was tough. I got a whole perspective from the audience that I'm trying to take with me on stage tonight. You know what I'm saying? You know, I agree with you. And. I was talking about earlier, I did something weird for me is I went up and paid for a ticket at the window like a person. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, I went up and, and uh, the girl said it's, it's so much. And I, I actually said, and then I caught myself when I said, I started to go, uh, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> Dude, you should have grabbed me. Yeah, I was like, what? Dude, yeah, you but pay for anything still, in this town, Tony. I know, I know. You know what? And, you know, and they actually caught my meal and they were, but... um. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. But because I went, all right, I'm going to, and then I went in, you know, and a kid came up and goes, can I see your ticket? And I had on a sweater and <laughs> jeans and I'm still not, and I'm looking for my ticket and I'm going old man on it. I'm going, I, I just paid the girl out there. Go out and talk. I, God damn it. I, I got to show you a piece of, and they brought, and he goes, here, I'll take you to your seat. I was going to go up and sit with all the comics up there. And I went, no, I'm going to, I'm going to sit out there because I produce shows. What, do, <laughs> what does the audience go through? 
when they have uh, to come out. And I went, okay, I've got a new perspective on it as well. Yeah, man. I was like, um, <laughs> just watching. This is especially because, oh, by the way, the show's this week. Like, I'm a professional, but uh, I like these, all the comics on it are very funny. But like you said, it was one of those, you couldn't really tell. Well, you could definitely tell if someone hadn't been doing it that long. Yeah. But it was one of those things. When someone was bombing, dude, it's like, Oh God, I hate watching people bomb, dude. It is like it's tough, man. Because I, you know, I was it's it's really tough for everyone. Like I was looking at the audience, and I'm like, dang, they want to laugh, but it's like everything right now is just so freaking awkward <laughs> where they can't do. Like we're just kind of like, all right, I guess we're gonna sit here, and I, it's like, oh, it was most of it were tough, but there were some people that were really there were some awesome comics on that show. For the majority, everyone was pretty awesome, you know. There was one particular gentleman who uh, went uh, did a deep dive into um, fecal issues. I knew, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I mean, dude, I remember that, and I was thinking, cause, well, it was funny because he mentioned it once. He, he mentioned something like, uh, "Here was okay." I believe the opener was, uh, "You ladies over here, uh, she looks like like she farts." Yeah, she that fart, was right? his opening line. <laughs> That was so then it went from that to uh you're like, okay, that's interesting. That dude's doing flight material. But the next thing was uh he kept going like women, y'all kid y'all can poop so fast. <laughs> 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 I was just like, Oh my god, stop man. I'm sitting you know, and I'm also yeah, looking at going from... back. <laughs> you you ladies when you In shit yeah and <laughs> I'm looking at it from the perspective of an owner, a promoter. Like I tell a lot of the people that I, I work with that are new and, and they, you know, Eddie Murphy said that when he started out, he goes, my whole act when I first started out was just about pooping and peeing because I was 18. That's all I'd ever done anyway. He hadn't yeah, done it. Dude, totally. But it's kind of tough watching like, you know, a grown like man, seven year old man yeah. on stage <laughs> saying fart. That yeah. many times. Just a word. I'm like, I would rather be like something really just, Awfully dirty. The, just, the word fart, for some reason, I'm like, ah, don't say fart, man. Come on. Well, as, as he went on, and you know what? He might, and you know what? It might be, um, I saw Eddie Griffin the first time he was on stage where he actually turned off the microphone and lights because he wouldn't get off the stage in Kansas City in the 80s. And I've talked, it, <laughs> it was by accident. Nobody knew. It was an open mic. And this guy, and I, I go, this guy is funny, and he is a fucking troublemaker. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but, um, I looked at the guy who was sitting next to me, a friend of mine, as this guy went on and on about about poop, and I go, well, no one's ordering dessert, I'll tell you that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can I actually have the uh, chocolate? Actually, let me make that a, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you take chocolate yeah, mousse pretty, right off the dessert menu. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I tell? Like, uh, go ahead. It was one of those things, like, you could just tell it was like, that's a very beginning of comedy type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I said a lot of stupid. When I first started out, I'm sure I said, kind of like, huh, you guys, you're oh, sorry. You know, just saying, you know, you're just like, all right, let's talk about this. It made my mom laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we were talking about Lenny Bruce, um, who kind of started everything that we do one time, said, he goes, look, here, he goes, here's all stand up is. It's all just, you're up there going, look at me, ma. All you're doing is trying to get your mom's approval. He goes, that's Dude, all it yeah, is. That, gosh, that's a, man, that guy, that's some brilliant lines, huh? Yeah, especially on his arm where he poked him with a heroin needle. But! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, I, oh, man. 
Did you? Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, because things are getting... Did you ever, did you come into town with Philippe uh, Aspires at one time? Hello? Yeah, did I what? Did you come into town with Philippe Aspires at one time? Uh, no, but him and I sold a TV show last year. Yeah? It was, uh, it was last year or two years ago. It was, me and him were supposed to play brothers, and we sold it to ABC. We sold it to ABC, and you, when you pitch it, like you pitch them the idea, and they buy it, but then nothing ever happened after that. They just bought the idea, and the showrunners that we were working with, they didn't, uh, I guess they didn't like the script that they were putting out, so they got a show. But I was like, dude, I love Felipe, man. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been a great That would have been show, a good, man. you know, that would have been a good show, because you guys, um, you kind of look like brothers, because you both... Um, both of you as a child must have fallen asleep on top of a Bob Dylan album because um, you both wear your hair like Bob Dylan in the 60s. We do. I think we're just lazy. Yeah. We're both just a lazy stoners. That's it. I looked at you. When yeah. you walked in, I looked at your hair and I went, he smokes marijuana. So, Because, uh... <laughs> dude, I know. I look like such a pothead. Oh, my gosh, dude. I look like the pothead version of that dude from Moana. I could paint a picture <laughs> <laughs> Felipe, dude, yeah, I was. You never know what happens with TV shows, man. I was gonna say this TV show that I did, like, freaking, dude, like five years ago. I did this show with Jason Ritter and Alexis Fidel. It was called Us and Them, and it just came out on Crackle like, <laughs> this month. Like after all this time, there were only seven episodes, but it never aired. And it was this, like, big show that it was supposed to be for Fox, but they just pulled it. And I was pretty much like, oh, that, okay, well, that never is going to come out. And, yeah, there's so many just, uh, just crackle, there's Netflix, there's so many, so many places for shows to go now. It's insane. It's the best time to be an actor. Man. You know, they are. They're, uh, just, they're just demanding. Um, they're de- I don't want to say they're demanding high-quality content, but they are. They're demanding, you know, something that people will uh, will watch. And sometimes you don't catch something. Uh, Shirley and I just started watching Lilyhammer on Netflix, which is... Um, Dude, yes. Yeah. I, bro, yes. That is one of those, man. I, I got into Lilyhammer. Like, Dude, yeah, that came out a long time ago, too, man. That's a great one. Yeah, it was like um, four years. I think they, they uh, canceled it. It ran three seasons. It was kind of a big deal for Netflix because it was a joint production with a European company. First time they did something like that. Uh, you know, Steve Van Zant is great in it, and so many inside, yes. so many inside jokes. There's a guy who I guess is a big Norwegian comic who's on was on the show, and there's a guy who's pr- playing a producer, and he, and the guy who's the Norwegian comic is just playing like a truck driver, and he goes, "We're going to make him a star." And Steve Van Zant goes, "But he's not an actor." He goes, "Well, many people are being actors nowadays: musicians, comics." You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. <laughs> All the inside yeah. references, but you know, I didn't know about the show when it was out. You know, and now oh, see, we... I randomly like saw it pop up because it was like I didn't see a lot of advertising, but I remember it just popped up on my Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, I'll check it out." And then that's what's great about Netflix, dude. You'll get these shows from like Europe, and then you'll end up in like a like 
two seasons in, man. He's like, what is this? I've been watching this subtitle stuff. It's good, but whatever. Here's what's bad about Netflix is it just goes, the shows, there's no break. It ends. You know, they didn't run the whole credits and next episode begins in 30 seconds. And like two days later, you're going, I haven't peed. <laughs> yes, my bladder has exploded. Yeah. Um, I haven't showered in a week. Yeah. Dude, yeah. To me, oh my, dude, have you seen this show? Uh, this just came out the other day on Netflix, The uh, Haunting, The House on the Haunted Hill House or something. Like, is it yeah. old? No. No. It's new. It's a remake. On what you're, I know it's yeah. take on that old uh, haunted house movie. Yeah, but dude, this is insane, man. You like this was one of those things, like what you're talking about, where it doesn't let you. It goes straight to the next one, man. And you're just there, like, all right, I got to go to work tomorrow, but you know what? <laughs> I could just maybe just take it. I could, I'll just, I'll drink some more coffee in the beginning at <laughs> work, and then you're like, <laughs> a few hours later, you're like, all right, I think I'm gonna call a guy who's got some blow and maybe do some of that yeah. before work, and I'll be fine. <laughs> Don't you think Netflix was started by, like, old cokeheads? They just wanted to... Keep, we just keep it going, man. Just fucking keep it going, brother. Come on. Good. <laughs> no commercials. Ah, oh, yeah, man. Change you, the game. What's that? Yeah. Uh, did you ever hear... Here's, here's the weirdest showbiz story, because we're talking about... We caught Lily Hammer years after it was canceled, going, this is fantastic. Did you ever hear of a guy named Sisto? So, Cisco? no, it's, I, I think it's Sisto. It might be Cisco. Here's the story. Like song, song, like, song, 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 song. <laughs> no, okay. he, the guy, the guy recorded an album in the seventies. He's kind of a Carlos Santana guy from like Michigan though. <coughs> a rock and roller. Oh, okay. He went over to South Africa or his album ended up in South Africa and South Africa became an even more restrictive society in the seventies as they were trying to stop like, you know, black people from being human beings and what have you. Um, oh yes, I think yeah. I know what you're talking. Okay, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. The guy was a legend for decades in South Africa. Talked about like a god. Everybody thought he was dead, and he was a broke ass guy living in a vacant and a very talented guy. But there was two parallel worlds for this guy in South Africa. He was a god. His album was passed around like an underground thing. And meanwhile, he's struggling in the inner city of Detroit, working as like a handyman. And then when they find out, once South Africa becomes a freer society, finally he's alive, he goes there and he's a big fucking star. Do you ever worry about oh, something like man. that happening to you? Like you're like maybe you're somebody has seen you're special someplace like in Botswana, and there you're a god. Look, that happens to me just here, man. Uh, they treat me like a king at the local Chipotle. <laughs> one of the dudes saw me on. One of the dudes saw me on TV, but in normal society, I'm just some guy. <laughs> When I go to that Chipotle, I get extra meat. Is it all know? Chipotle's or just, just, are you like a the legend of Chipotle? No, just, just, just the one by my house. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in the valley? Because then I'm it doesn't count. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to get syndicated with other Chipotle's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got your picture on a wall. Actually, you go into like delis in the San Fernando Valley and there's like some faded out picture someplace from like 1968. And you're going, I, I just don't want that to happen to me. You know? They go, oh, yeah. He, come, <laughs> he comes in all the time. He worked here last year. He was a dry cleaner for us. <laughs> so, you see those all the time. And that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so how late were you up last night, man? Because when I left at midnight, I was telling, that's where you see the, I was going, I can still hang. I'll go out there at 10 o'clock show. I don't, I'll, I'll show you. And when you say I show you, you're old. 
But uh, it was midnight. You guys yeah, were all yeah. taking off down the street, and I go, I got to go home. So how late were you? Have you they, been to bed? They did, but, bro, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't really party anymore, man. Like, I like, I know last time I came in here like a bat out of hell, but, yeah, I kind of quit drinking. So that kind of, like, I just went home and, dude, this is lame. I just went home and, like, freaking watched Impractical Jokers. <laughs> uh, there was no, like, dude, yeah. I, I, it, it, you telling me this, just hearing myself say that, though, I'm like, oh, man, I should go party tonight. I'm going to make up for this, Tony. <laughs> I'm going to go hard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything, man. I just chilled. But yeah, last time I was, I played, I did some pretty hardcore partying, man. And think, last time I was anywhere. I think yeah. it, when you first came into our studio, I go, this guy kind of, his feet didn't really touch the ground when he walked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But God, funny and entertaining. Yeah. That was the time that you brought Jack Jr. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking, and I'm talking to you two guys. And also I look at Jack Jr. and go, I think I know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, you know, because his dad, right? Jack Asadorian, like, yeah. I did business with his dad, and we're, we're still great friends. I, I love the man. I did business with his dad like 15 years ago, and Jack was, he wasn't a kid kid. He wasn't like he was nine, but he was a young guy working at his dad's club. That's so funny, man. Yeah, that was, I remember that was one of those uh, very serendipitous moments, Tony. <laughs> I think we all held hands afterwards and cried a little bit. <laughs> We're all connected. We did. I, uh, you know what? I, I'm tearing up now. I'm uh, special, man. Yeah. You know, get a little. If you were here, I'd hug. I'd hug you. Damn it. I'd hug you. Yeah, the, I'd do more, Tony. I'd do more, man. <laughs> I'd hug you the way a man hugs another man. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, we are. Um, um, uh, we got to wrap up. But um, I just, I, I, what I didn't get to finish saying when I was saying that it was so generous of you to, to come in and actually that you pay. I've seen guys uh, be um, jerks and assholes when judging these types of things because they're, they're at a different level. And I've seen people be absolutely um, ignorant about it. And you were so kind and generous to all of those people. By the way, the three guy, people that you chose... Those were the three in my head. I'm going, those are the three winners. Now, I'm very close with the two. Uh, it could have went either way, you know, like. Uh, it could have. And I tried to make it so, like, there was a particular, like, I kind of knew who was, like, the funniest in my mind. I knew the top two, and I was like, okay, at least I'll let the other judges figure it out. So, like, I knew my top two, yeah. who my top two were. And I hate, dude, I hate, I can't crap on other comedians. It's hard because. Whenever, dude, back when I was like 18, I auditioned for Last Comic Standing, and they showed me in the blooper reel, dude. Yeah. That was devastating. That was a devastating blow. And they played it on Good Morning America, too. And I was like, <laughs> they, they were using the clips to promote the show. It was the weirdest thing. They kept showing my face bombing. And I, I was like, oh. so it's hard for me to like take another comic down. Oh. It is a this the stuff you got to write, you know, and that's the, I mean, so much of that goes on. People look for something to uh, to put down. You didn't do that. I have a DJ and Mary are doing a show that I'm uh, producing and promoting tonight. So um, uh, not based on last night. I already booked them in several weeks ago. So it was so cool to see, you know, that they were that other people besides me and uh, audiences in, in Tempe and Scottsdale that someone like you would look at them and go these two. And, and, of course, Matt, who won, deservedly so, 
that they've actually yeah. got something going. And you guys, you guys, you know, uh, you know, no one was over there playing grab ass or not paying. And then when you got the microphone, you weren't saying snarky shit. So it was real positive. No. <laughs> and I was wondering, I was wondering if Jack wanted us to like do that. And I'm like, I don't want to do that, man. Like, Oh, that time was really sucks. Is that horrible for everyone? Then guy's gonna cry tonight. So I'm like, I don't want to do that to anyone. Dude, I did a, a reality show a few years ago where it was. Uh, uh, they called me. They got a bunch of old people up in Sun City, Arizona. They were gonna do their bucket list thing, and one of them, they said he's gonna be a stand up comic. Said we want you to teach him stand up comedy on this reality show, and I went. Uh, it was called Sunset Days. It didn't last. And I said okay. <laughs> I said okay. So I'm, and one day they came in. And I they go I gave him an assignment. They told me to give him an assignment. And I get, and the next week he comes in. They're filming again. And I I go okay. So what you, he goes I didn't do anything. I didn't feel like it. And I go okay. Well, if you didn't have time, he goes no, I just feel like it. I go all right. And they stop filming and they pull me around in the hallway and they go he just dissed you. He just shit on you. He just said what? Yeah, this is what the producer's saying to me. He goes you are we chose you because you are. Uh, respected throughout the country, and that's when I knew they were bullshit. And I go, they, they don't know, you know. You're respected throughout the country, and this guy just shit on your work, and you need to go in there and give it to him. And I looked at producer right in the eye. I go, if you <laughs> think you're gonna get me to be mean to an old man on national television, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, dude. What a guy, man. I can't believe that producer. They do that too, though. They don't care. They'll ruin your life just to get. Uh, who cares? That guy looks like this. Like that show, that bachelor. You're pretty much on the bachelor, man. Yeah, yeah. They will. They will kill you to get the shot. Yep. They'll have a they'll have yeah, a doctor man. on set with with a, a filibrate with one of those things that brings you back when they put on your heart. What do you call those things? Defibrillator. <laughs> He's dead. We didn't get the shot. <laughs> Give it. Just clear. <laughs> Wake up. I'm dead. Wake up for one more minute. You said, come back from heaven. <laughs> he wasn't union, was he? He wasn't in stag. Okay, we're good. <laughs> He's non-union. <laughs> no pay, nudity. So, um, <laughs> listen, man, loved having you. Loved seeing you last night. Thank you for coming in and doing that. Everybody needs to come out and see you this weekend. You are, um, some people, you know, I, th- I think you were, I think you've been funny your whole life. And then some people are funny their whole lives and they figure out how to, and then they do stand up and it works. And for you, it truly does. And if you want to see like a real stand up and have fun, because that is what going to a stand up comedy show is about, come out to Rick Bronson's uh, House of Comedy this weekend and see Dustin Gibera. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Man, I'm crying, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. All right. Later, man. Thanks. Bye. What a, what a great guy. You know, he's just one of those guys, he's just, um, if, when you meet him, some uh, comics have all different personalities. Some are real dour off stage. Some are real serious. Some are, but he's just, uh, he's got like that, that light going on. He's got that grin and his eyes are lit up and he's just nice. He's just nice and he's funny. Well, that's it. He's one of those guys, you look at him and you go, he's funny. But then there are those people who go, I'll, he's not, he doesn't think he looks crazy. He thinks that looks good. But there are those people who go, oh, you know, and I'll have a crazy hairstyle and wear some wild clothes, and, and then I'll say I'm the fun guy. And that's not, he's just himself, you know? He's just himself. And uh, when you see his show, what you're capturing is a guy who's just having fun with life, 
And he just kind of, uh, as he's going through life having fun, he stops on that stage for like an hour and shares the fun with you. So go up and check that out. Check him out. Two shows tonight. Go up to his late show tonight. That'll be the good one. Because earlier than that, you want to catch two of the finalists that were in the contest last night. DJ Payne and Mary Upchurch, along with Jonathan Gregory, Greg Freiler, and Christopher Royer at the Tempe Center of the Arts. A lot of good, very cool comedy going on in this city this weekend. You know, I'm going to wrap it up because I've only had about three and a half hours sleep and I got a big day ahead of me. Um, for those of you that were waiting for me to uh, rip into Trump, um, I apologize. He should be ripped into. He needs to be ripped into. If you want to read my uh, jokes about Donald Trump, if you like that sort of thing, uh, go to my Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H. You can just read them there or uh, become my friend there as well and you can find out about some of the cool, fun stuff that we're uh, doing um, people ask me to go, why do you make fun of Donald Trump? I go, because he's the president. So um, uh, you go after the big dog. Anyway, that's it for today. Uh, for uh, my producer, who just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, and my two dogs, Roscoe and Chica, I want to thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next Friday on another edition as we go back to those thrilling days of yesteryear of comedy on, comedy, on this American podcast, Comedy Edition, on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. It was a slight on my honor, so he deserved it. But we're talking about the most brilliant mind this world has ever seen. See, see, see. <laughs>